0: Theme song, the Hello Kitty thing, like it makes me laugh every time.
1: So I just won't watch it, and that is why I get so much hate. He means Courtney Cox.
0: Up goo means that I love you. What are we talking about?
1: I don't know, man. Let's get back to the point. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Back to the Point, the official podcast of Close Call Entertainment. I am your host, Brad, and this is my co-host, Sugar Honey Iced Tea,
0: also known as Seth. Also, I do love iced tea. <laughs>
1: Love iced tea. Do you understand what that reference no, is to? No, no clue. <laughs> you haven't seen the Madagascar movies? Not in years. Well, it was that point where, um, oh, I'm forgetting their names now. But the lion and the zebra, they're like mm-hmm. running towards each other, and then um, the the lion starts like turning, like he's going to attack the zebra, and he's like, "Oh, sugar, honey, iced tea." Yes, I know. It's yep. supposed to be like he's saying shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you're sugar, honey, iced tea now.
0: <laughs> well. I don't know if I'm shit or really good iced tea. I hope I'm the good iced tea,
1: though. Yeah, it's definitely iced tea. Cool. It's cool. definitely iced I, tea. I,
0: I appreciate that. Um, I need the clarification.
1: And the um, gratification.
0: Yes. Yes, I did. I will always be a tall glass of sugar honey iced tea.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm a tall glass of chocolate milk, but. Yeah? That's what, that's what you're doing? With? Well, I'm, I mean, you are what you drink, so. That's fair. I don't like milk. A lot of people I've been hearing like so much hate on milk and I'm like, you know what? No, it's delicious. I love milk. And I'll admit at work I do kinda I'll kinda um child it up and just be like, Yeah, can I get some chalky milk please?
2: Mm-hmm. And they're
1: just like, Yeah, yeah, I hate when you do that, but yeah, I'll get you some chocolate milk.
0: Alyssa's always like chalky milk and I'm like
1: Ugh. Yeah, I say that. It's no, fun. No. I just like the idea of like a grown man being like, Can I get chalky milk? <laughs> you sound like my cousin. Um, hmm. he's four. Yeah, that's about my maturity <laughs> level. So I respect that. Yeah. I respect the honesty. How you been, man?
0: Uh, I've been great. Um, I have been reading a lot recently. Yeah, actually you've been reading
1: those Percy Jackson. And, and I
0: finished today. Nice. There's two follow-up <laughs> series though. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the Heroes of Olympus, and then the Trials of Apollo. And uh, and you're
1: not gonna tackle those until you barrel through some of my recommendations. Yes. Great, Meaning Hawkeye. Um, yeah, based off the maybe another comic one. I might show. throw another one at you. I don't like comics. I know, but you're gonna have to read a lot more. Uh, why? Because I'm your friend. <sighs> okay, but
0: I'm not reading more than one at a time. Um, I gotta take a break. Fine. Um, but yes, next is Hawkeye. Um, mm-hmm. very excited uh, because you have been up my butt about this since Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I think i are gonna enjoy it. I think I will too. I just don't think comics are really like my
1: forte. I don't know. That's fair.
0: Um, but not
1: for everyone that's fair there's a Percy Jackson
0: comic and I really want you to read that (laughs) because it's Rick Rodoran made it yeah so he purposely was like for the people that don't like just reading that's nice considerate and people who are neurodivergent often like comics better than just reading
1: Oh, is this where you call me out and just go like, hey, Brad, you're probably neurodivergent.
2: Have you ever gotten
1: that test? Nope, but I'm just going to say it. (laughs) I was making a reference to the
0: fact that all demigods have ADHD and dyslexia. Mm. So he did the graphic novel to kind of be like, oh, for the demigods, you know, like as a joke.
1: I'm going to take this as you're saying I'm a demigod and you're a pleb human.
0: No, I'm also a demigod. I am (laughs) Poseidon's son. Excuse you. Oh,
1: who am I? Don't say Zeus.
0: You're not Zeus. I'm like you are not Zeus. Um, no, a son. You wouldn't be a son. No. Great.
1: You would be Dionysus. No,
0: maybe. <laughs> um, that was like you might be. I think you'd be Hermes <laughs> or Aries. I like Hermes. Hermes or Aries. I think. Oh, is Aries.
1: Okay. I just want to like fuck shit up. <laughs> well, they don't just want to fuck shit up.
0: They just they they feel things very deeply, but they don't mm. share it. This is initially very
1: zodiac. A little like, bit, uh, yeah, man. basically. <laughs> Which. What zodiac sign are you? I'm a Taurus. Taurus. I know nothing about what that means. I'm stubborn as a mule. So am I. I'm not Taurus. What are you? Sagittarius. What's your rising? Do you know? Oh, God. i a- like every girlfriend I've ever had.
0: It's funny. I got to listen to zodiacs. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: no, I have no idea about that stuff. I just know the. Um, I'm a Sagittarius. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know much about Sagittarius. I'm not friends with a lot of Sagittarius, actually. Mm, you are now. Yeah, yeah, you no, know. you're one of my best friends. So.
1: Have you? I've noticed like, I don't really care about the zodiac sign stuff, mm-hmm. but anytime, it's usually women I'm interested in. But um, anytime <laughs> they find out like my zodiac sign, they someone will go like, ah, oh, I hate Sagittarius, and the reason they hate Sagittarius is because their ex was a Sagittarius. No other reason. They're just like it's just because their ex was, and so they've got bad association.
0: The only real sign that I kind of like, ooh, gotta dodge that one, is Gemini's. So like, you're fine.
1: Well, my ex was a Gemini, so I also have bad association with that. that explains so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I just call myself? A out? little bit, a cool. little bit. Cool. Um,
0: they won't know what we mean, but I'll know what we mean. I'll uh, <laughs> know what I mean at least. Okay. Uh yeah no um I don't know. I never heard anything bad about Sadgers though. I can't like think of anything. I'm gonna look into it though,
1: because I wanna oh, great. get to
0: know Brad behind the Brad.
1: You're gonna come up with a bunch of stuff that you're like, I know Brad now. And I'm just like, nah. dude, that's wrong. I'm just gonna text you and be like, hey, do you
0: do this? Or be like, hey, you do this. Fair enough. That's what I'll do. I'll call you out.
1: Cool. You, yeah. That's a friend thing to do. Of course it is. Not like a schoolyard bully. No,
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Not at all.
1: Hey, eyebrows. <laughs> um but yeah lunch money
0: (laughs) (laughs) i've been what i've been reading percy jackson just finished the last book it ended beautifully um i started euphoria i'm about to finish season one i'm a whole season behind because the finale was released yesterday for season two yeah um i finished season five of rick and morty yes really liked that did you finish it
1: yet? no i did watch um an episode or an episode or two today, um, before I came here la I, I, I very much enjoyed the Thanksgiving episode mm-hmm. where it's like all turkeys and yep. I thought I thought they were like genuinely good jokes. I liked yeah. how it was like it started being national treasure and mm-hmm. then Morty was just like why don't we just use this oh <laughs> I, I I was like that was a good joke, but I actually would have liked to have seen a national treasure episode mm-hmm. of Rick and Morty. <laughs> it was good. I really enjoyed it. Um I, I can't wait for you to finish season five because yep.
0: you, it actually, like, gets more plot-driven a little bit at the very end. Okay.
1: I'm guessing I'm not there yet. No. Fair enough. No, no, no. You'll know when you're there. I got a little plot-heavy. I got to the uh, resurrection of Bird Person. Mm-hmm. So I, I, there was something in there where I was like, whoa, wait, what? That was the finale of season four, though, wasn't it? No, no, no. Like, he brings him back, like, fully.
2: Oh,
0: yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And he has to, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he like meets his older self and all that, yeah,
1: y- yeah.
0: In Bird person's mind, yeah,
1: yeah. 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 Uh, oh, younger self, yeah,
0: younger. Got Sorry, I, I said older. I meant past.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, that was a good episode as well.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed that one.
0: But we the finale deals with Evil Morty.
1: Yeah, that's so. Fair. I think expect that's like that. all people care about with Rick and Morty.
0: It's because it's the main plot, but the show also calls itself out, and it's like, and Rick goes like, Morty, if we go on this adventure, it's gonna be actual like. Main plot, and yeah. he, and Morty was like, "Yeah, we need to deal with this finally." And then Rick was just <laughs> like, "Okay, fine." So they go and they deal with it, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. I mean, and did have you seen the Evil Morty episode about the whole president thing?
1: Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that one.
0: We come back and deal with that.
1: Oh, I don't want to go back to that.
0: <laughs> it yeah, no one did, and but like that's kind of why it had to be dealt with, in my opinion.
1: I think I'm ready for Evil Morty to kind of be done, and maybe we get a new villain. Finish season
0: five, okay. Just, just
1: take my word for it. All right. Uh, what's your thoughts on the new starter Pokemon?
0: Um, I'm really excited. Um, I never pick a fire type. I'm not really sure why, yeah. but I might this time.
1: Oh yeah, you're liking a little crocodile. Yeah, dude? it's a, like
0: a Quay coco or something. Fue coco.
1: No idea. It
0: he looks he looks like an apple <laughs> and a dragon and an alligator had like a baby and mm-hmm. I love it. Or I want the duck Duck Quaxley.
1: Yeah. I um I don't know I it's funny the other day we were talking about how like we need to get into more games and mm-hmm. there were like no new games released none that were really and interesting. the next day literally the, I knew it was gonna happen I, but I didn't expect to to be Pokemon
0: it feels a little early to like already be going into a new game I mean Arceus Arceus has only been out a month if that
1: yeah but that's like that doesn't feel like a mainstream Pokemon game because it it's not it's like something new like mm-hmm. it doesn't follow the same like structure of a Pokemon game where you're like a trainer and you battle gym battles. Mm-hmm. Like they they don't do that. It's more on the catching of it. Sort yeah, of but thing.
0: apparently this one is basically gonna be Arce- 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 Ar- it's Arceus and like a regular Pokemon game combined.
1: Maybe I'll like it then. So I don't know. I don't know what it is, but like or when it started. But I haven't been liking the designs of Pokemon a lot lately, and maybe it's just because um crotch the old man of like back in my day we had Quilava and mm-hmm. Piplop and Chicarina and something like that but or Turk Twig or something but um I don't know when it started but I just am kind of just like nah I don't I don't really like these designs they feel a little basic or just bad mm, what's your thoughts on it
0: I mean I think the design is fine I think it's just getting more like brighter except Arceus Arceus kind of took a step back
1: that maybe that's why I liked it. I think
0: that is why you liked it.
1: I um, finished that, by the way. I have, the main storyline. I have right. not even kind of fully gotten into it. I really enjoyed it. Like it's, it took a lot of inspiration from Breath of the Wild.
0: I can tell that. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And it's not as good as Breath of the Wild. Uh, yeah. But like, it's very enjoyable. And for me, with Pokemon, I've taken like a huge break from Pokemon because I'm like none of these interests me. So the fact that like something got me interested again is kind of just like okay, okay. I still wish they would go back to the old art of, like, Mm 16-bit Pokemon, but they never will, because I guess they never wanted to do that.
0: Well, it's just what they had at the time.
1: I know, but, like... Things got of evolve, It seems like they have a hatred for it, and I'm like, why? I disagree.
0: Do you miss the 16-bit, or do you miss the, like... I miss the ...viewpoint of, like, watching them move
1: up from, like, above? I miss the art, because, like, Black... Pokemon Black and White, like, they kind of experimented with it. There were, like, some 3D uh, animation, like, segments or something, and it still kept that, and I was, I didn't like it. I wanted the 16-bit art. I love that art, and I don't know why they are just, like, they won't go back to it. They won't, they won't, like, bring those old games to the Switch or anything, even though that would make them a ton of money. Like, they just, they, like, want to bury it for some reason. I don't know why.
0: I don't think they want to bury it, but I do think besides you, most players are asking
1: for more of like the bright new art yeah which is surprising to me i i didn't think i would be in the minority on this one
0: i i think it's just evolving and people like the more beautiful (laughs) evolving Evolving. Evolving. yeah that was that was a pun (laughs) didn't mean for it to be um i I think it's just growing and people are liking the new brighter i think it's a really beautiful design it's not as retro which i think i which i like put very highly because i mean i played pokemon platinum in my senior year of high school mm-hmm. and that was like 15 years after it got released so like you know i like i I see what you're saying i just i think everything kind of has to grow and become more yeah
1: i guess that's true i'm still gonna stay that gr- grouchy old man that just wants turtwig and 16 bits that's fine
0: well turtwig <laughs> was in brilliant diamond shining pearl
1: yeah and like dude like my whole starter for or my whole team for um Ar- Arc or whatever, mm-hmm. Legends is um it's Piplup, it's in it was Chimchar, it was Turtwig, and then I got like Luxray and um Espion and Snorlax or something and something else, I don't know. But it was just like I yeah, it was just like the old characters I still don't necessarily like the animation. Mm-hmm. I don't really like the strong style or the agile style. Yeah, that's weird. I'm not Even though, I, even not though fan. I use it, I definitely use it, but um, I don't really like that either. I'm glad there's no mega evolution in this.
0: I don't like the mega
1: evolutions. I don't like that either. Sword
0: and Shield is really fun, except that. I will say Sword and Shield is a lot easier to defeat, though. Like, really?
1: I completely like checked out on that one. I bought it, and I haven't even beaten the first gem on it. Are
0: you serious? Don't care. Oh my God. I like played the championship like four times just for kicks.
1: I don't care. But
0: Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl is apparently the hardest gym or the hardest like a uh,
1: game to beat overall. I should really I think I I would love to do that. But I think honestly, like I'd rather just I have a DS. I'd rather just find a Nintendo DS of Pearl or Diamond. Yeah, that's fair. Do you know that like there's some sort of glitch with Soul Silver? I'm super mad about this. Where like, once you beat the fourth gym, it doesn't save properly.
0: No, but I did play Soul Silver and it saved for me when I played it back then. No, no, now, like on the DS.
1: Yeah, like I bought a uh the game cartridge for Soul Silver because like that's my childhood, mm-hmm. and if I have that, I'm not gonna bitch so much. Because if I have it, then fine, I'll just stay in my little corner and enjoy my little nice things that I enjoy. But there's like this glitch where after you beat the fourth gym. Once you quit it and then go back, it's just black screen, no music, no. You sure it's not just the cartridge you bought? It's apparently a very common thing with these like Soul Silver things. I'm not the only one who's experienced it, because like I've looked it up and other people have been like, "Hey, this happens. It always happens around the fourth gym, the like ghost one or something." And I'm I'm upset. No, that's, that's fair. That's why I like complain about it so much, because I'm like I ju- I just want to play my old games. <laughs> no, that's fair. Soul Silver was my bitch bro yeah, it's the best I one love,
0: it was who'd you pick all Cyndaquil? of
1: them no it's Cyndaquil and chikorita like okay chikorita is I, my favorite yeah no he was the, chikorita was the first one i did when i first played it but like on replays i did like Cyndaquil because it was i i love Cyndaquil. or no well it's easier it's it's kind of easier buyer's always easier yeah Fire is
0: overpowered in every base, basically every game.
1: Well, that's supposed to be the idea. Is like that's your settings for for it. So it's like if you want it on easy, you pick a fire type. If you want it on medium, you pick a water type. If you want it on hard, you pick a grass type. Um, I
0: always pick a grass type. I'm a grass type. Oh. I,
1: I'll admit, I really felt it on Soul Silver. I picked Chigorita and like it took me forever to get the final mm-hmm. evolution of of um, that one. agony or whatever. Was so hard. I like, but it made it really fun.
0: Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I bro, I'm gonna whip it out and show you sometime. <laughs> I I'm ready to compare.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I gotta. I'll probably spend money on another game cartridge. I saw one the other day at um GameStop, and I was like, man, I gotta. You should do
0: it now because it's just gonna keep rising.
1: I know, but it's just the thing of like. I'm also scared because I'm like, what if I pay more another like forty five dollars and then it just has that same glitch? Just sell it. No, I'll lose money. No you won't. Yes I will. No you won't. It's going to rise more. You always lose money on that stuff. I disagree. Okay.
0: <laughs> no no. I don't. Antique games and people pay good money. Antique quote unquote retro.
1: Antique. Well this isn't like the E.T. cartridges.
0: <laughs> You're correct.
1: So um, you want to get into. Today we're talking about the French Dispatch because we are kind of looking for something to do before we talk about Batman.
0: Yeah. Yeah and well, and it got released to HBO Max, and we were kind of like brainstorming, and I said, "Why don't we review this?" It yeah. didn't didn't last long in the movie theater because I think something else was out with it, and it just had no chance. Yeah, or a few other movies. Um, it was Encanto, Ghostbusters, like all that. Um, and it got on HBO Max. I was like, yeah, "This looks like still new, yeah. and like the indie people probably will want to watch it at this yeah. point." So good little time Does to this hop like, on it.
1: Count as indie? Oh
0: yeah, it's an indie movie. Really? Yes. It's the artistic style that makes an indie movie, though, not the money put into
1: it. I'm pretty sure I disagree on that. Hmm? I'm pretty sure indie, by definition, means independent.
0: I think you're right, but it's, I don't know, I still count as indie movie.
1: Definitely, like, there's a feel of indie movies that can kind of be replicated, even if it's Mm -hmm. not indie, but I don't know if this is indie. This just feels very artistic and very, like, because... I guess we're getting into it. Um, This is my first Wes Craven, or Wes Wes Anderson, Anderson. sorry. Wes Anderson movie, and um, every shot feels deliberate. Every shot Mm -hmm. is artistic, every shot is so purposeful, and every shot also feels fake, but that's, like, the intention Mm -hmm. of it. And it's not a bad thing, but it is the thing of, like, it's it's so different. Yeah, because it so many movies go for realism and go for like what you're to kind of create an immer- immersive experience to get you into the story. But this just says no to that. <laughs>
0: no, I just those are right out the window. You know, yep. it's God. I love Wes Anderson's like direction and I love how absurd he gets because yeah. he, he's an absurdist. And like, he that's does. like the whole point. And he just he literally just like he'll have one plot line and then it'll completely just derail 10 different ways and then come right back of like what we do yeah
1: actually not as good
0: <laughs> yeah um
1: we are not as good yeah we I mean. us uh, so yeah, yeah
0: wes anderson's a god yeah um he and he he always he in the tone in, in all his movies is the same
2: yeah um, it really is i've
0: watched uh rushmore which was one of his first films okay and you can kind of see that he's like finding his voice yeah and it was really interesting because i watched rushmore and then i watched life aquatic and then i watched moonrise kingdom Mm-hmm. And each one, I think, is, like, five or six years apart. And you can, like, you can see the change and the choices being made. Yeah. And, like, this is definitely, like, peak Wes Anderson, like, French Dispatch, at least.
1: Yeah, it feels like it. I, I think I think I had brought this up before. There's, like, there was a George Carlin quote where it was, you cannot break the rules until you learn the rules. Mm-hmm. And that definitely feels like the case of this, where it seems like Wes Anderson really does understand the rules of filming. It's also brought up in this a bit of like the first story, the artist, mm-hmm. they bring up like you can tell an artist is a good artist when they can uh, paint what they're told to paint and make it look like what it's supposed to. And then the artist found it more interesting to do something completely different. Mm-hmm. So it was like. And I think that's the case for Wes Anderson. He knows how to make a movie and make it like do what it's supposed to, but he has no interest in that. He wants to do what is weird and absurd mm-hmm. and but interesting. And I think that's definitely the case. And it's, he does it what really well. Yeah,
0: he does. I mean, I mean, he every movie he's ever made, besides I Love Dogs and this one, have been put on Criterion. Yeah, that and he about has like right. fifteen. This will probably so like, get put on oh, Criterion. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> I'm not going to buy it. It was it was fine. I think it was a fun ride. It just wasn't my favorite of his. Um and it mm-hmm. kind of made me sad a little bit if I'm being honest. I will say my favorite story was the artist story.
1: I <laughs> loved that. It okay. was fun. Let's let's start with this. There are, yeah. I'd say there's like four stories in this. Yes,
0: yeah, there's the one of the the actual French dispatch
1: closing down. Yeah, yeah. We don't have to list it. I just mean that. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Let's just start like with the um story one, which is the artist. Mm-hmm. And I did really enjoy that story. I thought it was it was very interesting. The characters were good. Interesting choice to kind of have the young version of the artist be Flash from Spider Man, and then he's there's in like a, a lot a, of these. I I I do know that, but an interesting choice to just have this scene where it just like it's that kid, and then the older actor who is it? B- Benicio del Toro? I don't know names. It it's an actor that's very famous. I'm sorry to the actor. I didn't look it up, but. Um and he just the older actor just walks on, sits down, younger actor puts on a necklace for him, and then it's that's the transition of like the age. age. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't get that like took me a good minute to go, Wait, was that him growing up or something? I didn't get
0: it till this very moment. Really? Yeah. Me and oh. Alyssa were like, did did he just have someone replace him? I think yeah, we missed it. it.
1: For a second, I thought that where I was just like, did he, like, get away with something? Or, like, did he, like, get out of prison by just having someone take his spot or something? But no, that was, I think it was him I aging. I think you're 100% correct. Yeah, which was an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think that one also felt maybe the most personal. Yeah. Where it was just this, because it was this artist that fell in love and with this security guard, and the security guard was just like, I have a love for you too, but this isn't work gonna Mm-mm. like work long term or anything like that. And so he just kinda expressed his emotions, which was always I think the plot line of this and the fact that it's a newspaper is interesting, but also it makes it so that it's um I might also talk like any of the writers in this because it kind of has that effect on Mm -hmm. where I say pretentious, dumb things. But um, for a newspaper, like you're not you're buying a newspaper and you're getting all these stories, but you don't care about all of them. Mm -hmm. You just care about certain ones. And that's definitely going to be the case for this. I care about the artist one. I cared about the third one. The second one, uh the Zephyrelli. That was yeah, sure. I, I didn't I couldn't care about that.
0: See, I the one I didn't really care for was a third one.
1: Yeah, and that's actually that that also can be the beauty of it of like it's probably supposed to reach other people differently.
0: We're gonna talk about this and you're gonna make me like this movie. <laughs> um but yeah, no, I, I agree because the first one was I really liked the first one. I thought it was a good like yeah, start. Absolutely. Um and I was like, wait, is this going to be the whole thing? And then I realized that it, in the beginning it said, like, page numbers, and the second one mm-hmm. said different page numbers. Um, and I really liked Flash. I love, I love Flash. I love, like, that he's always in these. He plays um the butler, like, the, yeah, the, the uh, second in one in Grand Budapest. Um, and then uh, I really liked the artist, and I loved how whenever they're talking about it and the guy who bought the first one is talking to the old geezers, and he's like, I don't get it. Of course you don't. Is it because I'm too old? Of course it is. And like, I, I love those, like the <laughs> yeah. banter.
1: Henry Winkler, by the way, the old dude or mm-hmm. one of the old dudes, he's the Fonz from um, Happy Days. He's just mm-hmm. like, hey. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah.
0: Well, Wes Anderson, when he makes movies, he doesn't hold auditions. He calls people up. That sounds and he's about like, right. To hey, be honest. I'm doing a movie. You want to be in it? And they're like, yes. Instant.
1: I, That's all that happens. I thought about that during this. I was just like, I, I'm not an actor and. You know, but I was just like, I, I'd love to act in a w- Wes Anderson movie because, mm-hmm. like, what a thing to say It's not even or really,
0: but the thing is, like, it's not really acting; it's just sitting. And you, there's like an emotional ceiling. Yeah, it's so low that all you, whatever matter what you say, you don't really have a lot of expression.
2: Yeah, and I, I really like it. Really,
1: will there's like a scene of just like some old people sitting around playing poker? I'd be fine just doing. it. I don't care. I just kind of want to be in a Wes Anderson movie. I think it would just be really fun. Mm -hmm. and just like a thing to say and be like yeah i'm in a western or some movie it's like is it well yeah who are you it's like i'm just one of the people playing poker and it's like oh it's like yeah whatever it was cool as hell though yeah well and the talked to wes anderson
0: (laughs) the freeze frames during the artist one where they're like holding chairs like there's a bottle exploding Mm -hmm. the technical aspects that it took to do that i really loved
1: super funny though whenever um the guy at the end of the auction like goes out and there's like a mob of prisoners Mm -hmm. and then he like turns to the artist and he goes like what are we doing he's like lock the door and then they all bust through the wall i thought that was hilarious i thought that was great the
0: scene whenever he's chasing him in a wheelchair
1: yeah that was that that was was, was so funny (laughs) that was really great humor to be honest like and and then like it was a complete switch around where that guy like kind of goes through the seven stages of grief of mm-hmm. that exhibit, and then just he gets to acceptance, and was just like, "Good job, you mm-hmm. did good." And it was just kind of like, it was a weird relationship that's built there, and I, I, I really did enjoy that first one a lot. Yeah,
0: I'm glad. Um, the second one I really liked. Um, it was weird that he slept with the new with the reporter.
1: Um, well, I, I, I don't think for my viewpoint on that was. It was more of a her thing, and the fact that her point was she's supposed to stay journalistically neutral, Mm -hmm. but she got involved, and by sleeping with him, was getting involved. And it caused issues with the rebellion itself. Yeah, my thing on that story, and why I didn't care for it so much, was it felt so pretentious. Like, all the people in it felt so pretentious. And And they were. Yeah, and I guess that's the point, but I was just kind of, I was going like, I don't care. Shut up that was
0: definitely the weakest one
1: important things to do than your chess games to see women naked
0: (laughs) yeah 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 uh we started that and Alyssa went what (laughs) like she was just like are you and like wes anderson does that a lot because he does things that are based in old times and he uses his art style or direction style to basically just be like people sucked back then yep. I need you guys to fully like see because like there's no emotion there's just words mm-hmm. so the, and, like in and Steve Zissou he says the, the lesbian slur a few times and Alyssa's just like oh it, it irked the hell out of her and I really liked it because it was a perfect photograph of the time and that's kind of what Wes Anderson movies feel like it just feels like a moving photograph which I know is like moving pictures and all that and like that's what it is. Well, you know, but that, it genuinely I, that does. Probably
1: is like how he's viewing it. It's just like like kind of simplifying it a lot more of just mm-hmm. going like this is what a movie is. It's a moving picture, so we don't have to. Because his the camera shots in this feels so deliberate, and they are. Mm-hmm. But it's just like with a movie, you're not necessarily supposed to be focusing on the fact that you can absolutely see where the camera is going whenever they were shooting it. You're supposed to just like kind of subconsciously tune that out and focus on the story. But with this, it's like it they make it so obvious and so like purposeful where you go like you think about it. And it's kind of a weird artistic choice to do that. And have you seen any of those videos of like how they film it? No. Like there was I think it's the Grand Budapest Hotel where it's literally just like they set up this little booth and then like. Like, if it's a train scene, they set up this little booth and then it's on a track and there's a camera there and the camera's not moving. It's just like a part of the booth or something and they just like go and then there's somebody behind the window kind of making it seem like there mm-hmm. are different things going he does on. it
0: like, um, you know, in Shrek 2, whenever they're filming the trotting scene with the prince and he, or Shrek 3 or one of them when he's like on the, the like fake horse and trotting?
1: I gotta be honest, Shrek 2 is the only one that I've seen recently. So I, no. That's right.
0: <laughs> Well, there's a scene in Shrek where he's, like, on a treadmill type of thing, and it's just going, and the background's moving with it. It's, it's like very that. Very much like yeah. that.
1: It's very, everything in this feels artificial.
0: And it's nice. Y- yes. It's, it's not different. A thing. No, it, and he pulls it off really well.
1: That's he kind a, of goes to the a, roots of what movies are. Well, it's a great example of, the like, he knows the rules. That's why he's breaking mm-hmm. them. The rules dictate you shouldn't do that. But he's going, no, we are going to do that, and I'm going to do it well. Which is super hard to pull off, yeah. so yeah, it's um, no, it's nice, I like it I, the the story of the second one is where I was like, I don't care, um, the fact of like the their wants are pretty of the the kids, basically, mm-hmm. they're young adults, but they're us, but like they're what they're wanting is really simple, kind of stupid, but they're also have this mentality that they are the smartest people in the world like they're having chess matches with the mayor or the governor mm-hmm. or whatever and i'm just like no you don't you're probably shouting and no one is listening that's the real world of it and so i was just kind of like shut up i don't care and then it was it got to the end and he um tom Sh- Thomas timothy chalamet mm-hmm. i was actually <laughs> zeffirelli yeah zeffirelli um timothy chalamet like hooks up with the girl his mm-hmm. own age and it seemed sweet. That was whenever I actually like cared a bit, and then he died. So I was kind of just yeah, like, "That was stupid." I,
0: um, I liked and like it's really sad the scene whenever they're talking about the guy who went off to war. Yeah, and then like the guy, and have you ever watched um this is how where the world ends or whatever on Netflix?
1: Um, I'm I I don't know if it's called that. No,
0: it's the end of the effing world.
1: No, I haven't seen that, but I know what it is. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah.
0: The guy who jumps out, he's
1: the main lead in that. That would be why. Um, yeah. He got a call because yeah. he was at something. Yeah, <laughs> Yep. It was good. It was, he was really good. was something that Wes Anderson liked. <laughs>
0: it also has that type of Wes Anderson-y feel. If you mm-hmm. ever are interested, audience or you. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but it, uh, I like that
0: part of the story. I thought that was it was it wasn't funny, but like yeah. the lead up to it was kind of funny.
1: Oh yeah, um, that was like, if it was in a different movie, it was the perfect setup for mm-hmm. a joke where it was just like he's still not moving. He's still, I was waiting it for just him to, kept going. I was, I was waiting for him to be like, oh, He's bo-. no, no, mm-hmm. no, that was like a squirrel or something. Sorry. And, and, but it never did that. Cause it's not that kind of movie, but me, like I would have taken that comedic jump and just been like. Fuck
0: it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It would have
1: been funny. Um, yeah. It'd
0: been really dark but funny. Yeah. Um, and then the third but, story, which was about I, the chef and the kid being kidnapped. I really enjoyed this story. That was a good one. The comic strip was my favorite part.
1: I I enjoyed the comic strip a lot. I um, oh, one thing I want to say I don't, I don't know what the significance of when it's in black and white and when it's in color is. Yeah, me either. It, I
0: couldn't really. I think it's just supposed to portray like. If they were just writing it or if they actually experienced it maybe. I don't I don't really know. That's a good
1: point. Um I didn't know. And that's fine. I just don't know. It's but it definitely seemed like there was some sort of significance because mm-hmm. it to me it looked random. But obviously it would be so ridiculous if this was random. Everything in this movie Wes is Anderson. so deliberate. Yeah, so he definitely made a decision. Yeah, but um so I don't know what the significance of that was. The comic was very fun though. I enjoyed it. Where and it was probably cheaper. Like definitely oh, cheaper. For sure. Um but no, the third story was interesting. I I one was immediately interested because it was supposed to be about food, and I was like, oh, I like food. Mm-hmm. And then um, I really enjoy that actor who's telling the story, the journalist. Um, he's Jim Gordon in the Batman. Mm-hmm. There we go. We tied it into there the Batman. There we go. There we go. See, Sweet. We, we got this. We got this. I'm mean, It's gonna suck if that's not the actor, but I'm pretty sure. It is. <laughs> I think it is. I've heard the name enough. Um, but yeah, and he, I really liked that character of just like he had this story who's the you know, he's a homosexual man in a time when that is not an okay thing mm-hmm. to do. He got this job of something he loves, and I really liked the little moment he has where he explains why he does food, why he talks about mm-hmm. food. I was like, that's very nice. And the story itself, it was, I was a little disappointed it detoured into not being cooking, it not being about food, mm-hmm. but... I did enjoy the... It was a fun ride of the story and the fact that I w- it was like a police station, but also there's this world-famous chef there mm-hmm. and Willem Dafoe's in a chicken coop yeah. and he's just like, are you going to kill me? <laughs> and something like that. I was like, that's kind of fun. It's
0: funny that you say that you are said it wasn't about food, because also what Bill Murray's character said. He was like, it's not about food, bro.
1: We'll get to that. We'll get to yeah, that. Yeah. Um. But it was... I enjoyed... I thought the whole like scenario was crazy and ridiculous and mm-hmm. fun and the... The relationship between the the father and the son was super nice. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that the son was not annoying. He was he seemed really intelligent, which for kid actors is mm-hmm. hard to pull off. I feel. he's
0: the main character in Moonrise Kingdom. Okay, which yeah, that, that and that's also a really good Wes Anderson mm-hmm. movie.
1: I think kids in movies can it's it's really easy for them to just be insufferable.
0: Wes Anderson deals with it very well.
1: Great, in my um, opinion but yeah no i really enjoyed it it was there were a lot to it i i kind of grew to enjoy it more and then yeah the i of course thoroughly enjoyed the last bit which was focusing on the cook and then bill murray says the says this is the best part this is why you tell this story Mm. and i was like yeah i'm really glad i saw it and but i did also like the fact that the journalist was like I completely disagree. That that felt like the summation of your and my relationship.
0: I
2: was
1: thinking that
0: I finished that before you came. Yeah. Um. And I literally when when he said that, I was like, "That's literally something I would say to Brad." (laughs) Like that is for this is a I we search. I guarantee we can find a conversation Mm -hmm. where we say the exact same thing.
1: Yeah. It's such an it was an interesting story. I really enjoyed it, and I also yeah I like I I connected with that chef for a minute where Mm -hmm. I was. Just like, oh man, this this guy's like got some real depth and like he's a foreigner and he just kinda wants to you know, just he has this simple desire to cook and find a new flavor and he found a new flavor in poison. Yeah. But and it was like it wasn't good, but like it was new and I was mm-hmm. just kinda like, Oh man, I never want to get like that but um but I c I connected with it.
2: Yeah.
1: I yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. And then um And then the the final like quote unquote story, which is about the newspaper Mm -hmm. and the obituaries. Yeah. Oh, can we? No, let's circle back. I want to circle back to the first story because we completely skipped over the um woman giving the presentation. Oh yeah. What was your thoughts on that? At first, I I found it very funny.
0: It was a good like commentary. Yes. You know, like this whole. I like the movie. Just felt so meta 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 like it just had levels constantly mm-hmm. um she was I, funny whenever she shows her nude
1: yeah that was something I enjoyed where it was kind of like throughout her whole time on screen where it was just like she she does care about this but also she just wants to prove that like people still uh care about her or find her attractive mm-hmm. and it's just like oh dear god that's me and it's like a nude picture of her and it's just like you're not making that mistake you're doing that on purpose
0: well and she sat there first second. she was like
1: yeah, she did. She was she like ah. gave him a second to like admire it and it was just kind of like all right. <laughs> We've seen it. Um no, I I enjoyed that. I thought that was funny.
0: It was interesting that it was a newspaper talking about a woman going over the history of the man. Yeah. Who was being told and like it and who and the story was being told by the guy trying to buy the painting. It was just like very. There were a lot of depths to where that story was coming from. And I I did like yeah. that a lot.
1: I I think that wrote it really well. Mm hmm. Um. Was there anything else? Oh, there was one thing. Um. Oh, Christoph Waltz was the guy in the second story that was set up on the date. Uh, to go with her, and she like wasn't interested. Mm. Uh, the guy with the sideburns. Yes. 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 I, yes. I was looking at him. And I was just like, I know you. Who are you? And I was like, oh, Inglorious Bastards. It's that's like impossible
0: it to watch a Wes Anderson movie and not know at least half the
1: actors. Yeah, that's fair. Like that's fair.
0: he literally has the same like ten people in every movie.
1: Yeah, well, I guess I, the, that's the thing of like if he's calling these people, it, he's calling them because he saw them in something that he liked and was like, I want to work with you. So. I think
0: Bill Murray has been in every single one as well. Mm-hmm. Like I, I haven't watched one yet without a minute.
1: Sounds about right. And I know
0: he voices, I think, fantastic Mr. Fox.
1: In it. it, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's George Clooney.
0: <laughs> oh, well, someone—he's in it though. He's someone yeah. in it. Um, yeah. So like, he's literally
1: like. Oh, he's like a weasel. Yeah.
0: Well, I know he's in it because I Badger saw him on that thing. But yeah, it's. I I love Is he Wes in Anderson. Grand Budapest Hotel. I'd be surprised if he wasn't.
1: I. I've seen a lot of clips from that movie without mm-hmm. seeing that movie, and I have not seen any clips of him in it. I know that artist or the critic is in Grand Budapest Hotel.
0: Hmm. Yep, Bill Murray is in it. He is M. Ivan. Owen Wilson's also in a lot of them. Yeah. What'd and you so think is about, Willem
1: Dafoe. Would you think about his? It was like a little introductory, um, just kind of his thing of just what was this? What was his section on modern life? Yeah, I. And it was like super depressing. I liked it. It was funny. I love whenever he tripped yeah.
0: over the bike and like he like flew. That was kind of funny.
1: Yeah. I enjoyed um just the end bit where Bill Murray was giving his edit- editing points and he was just like, nope, nope, nope. And then it's just like, what if you cut like the second half of the second paragraph because mm-hmm. you repeat it later? And it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like, that's the compromise. It's interesting.
0: It's just, I just, I love how intricate everything is. Yeah. In it.
1: Um, but yeah, the final story is the story of the French dispatch itself and the that being the newspaper. Mm-hmm.
0: And they're closing because the head just died.
1: Yeah. I mean that was obviously like they set it up from the yeah. beginning like that, but also just um I I really enjoyed like the fact of for Bill Murray's character it he he he's the guy that's like that every artist starts out like where mm-hmm. they go I have artistic integrity. I'm not going to compromise. I'm not going to do this. I'm, I'm going to do all these things. And usually that changes throughout a career where it's just other things happen. And then, but he, but for Bill Murray's character, it just never happened. Mm-hmm. He just was like, like he stuck out for all his actors. They were like, we need to cut somebody. And he was just like, cut the ads. Like, you don't. that's not a mm-hmm. movie you make. You don't cut the ads. And he was like, cut the ads. We're not cutting anyone because he cares about his writers and he wants their stories to get out because all he cares about is the newspaper and then he put it in like his um will will that whenever he dies newspaper shuts down so it was the thing of just like when I die this ends so it can't be tarnished or ruined or mm-hmm. anything like that and I was kind of just like I admired it even though I yeah I think every artist kind of hopes to be like that but things happen yeah I did really respect that aspect of it.
0: I feel like Wes Anderson was trying to like tell something about his way of yeah, doing this, things. This felt,
1: I mean, I, obviously, I'm saying this from somebody who hasn't seen his other movies, but this definitely felt like an artist's viewpoint, like a creative mind kind of expressing some thoughts mm-hmm. of like what they have to say on a lot of things. Um, and, and yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought that was really great. And i might have read another newspaper or another uh issue of the french dispatch i would not have subscribed to it i'll admit (laughs) um but i just don't like newspapers that's fair i'm not gonna pay i mean they're cheap as hell but i'm not gonna pay for something i'm gonna read one story from yeah it's fair um is there anything else you had to say about this no
0: man i i think i like it more now that we've talked about it
1: yeah uh but yeah no
0: i i just i think it was fun i think it 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 was a good
1: Wes anderson movie i did i had a great time with this i i it was just kind of really enjoyable really nice Mm -hmm. uh should we get into the crow though yes
2: please (laughs) all right you're so excited about this which is funny
1: because it's my recommendation i know
0: i remember I was like, I, I went to so I watched it uh Sunday morning,
1: mm-hmm. um and we the, watched this in opposite orders. I watched the French, sorry, I watched the French Dispatch first, and then I watched the Crow mm-hmm. just to refresh. And then you watched the Crow first, and then watched the French mm-hmm. Dispatch. Um, I don't know if that's important, but I just no, I noticed it. I um, like,
0: but, uh, and I was I was so I just closed my show for the people who don't know I do theater at my college. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was talking to someone, and I was like, Have you ever seen this? I don't. It doesn't, it doesn't look like my type of thing. Da da da. And she was just like, "It's so good. You gotta watch it. Like, you got like, I want to know what happens." I was like, "Well, I'm watching the show tomorrow. I guess we'll see if I like it." And then uh, I was I was about to watch it, and I I was like two, a minute in, and Alyssa texted me. She's like, "Hey, you want to hang out?" i was like, "You won't like this movie." And she was like, "I'll watch it if I can hang out with you." And I was like, "Okay, that's fine." But so we, she came over. and What did I, she think? She also liked it more than she thought she would. Yeah. Um, she had some issues, but we'll get to those in a yeah. second
1: um and yeah, i i will say like there are definitely a lot of things about this movie i will not defend because this movie is dated yeah but as for just like a whole experience th- this movie's great i love it so much and i think there's just so many good things that have um aged well mm-hmm. definitely a lot of things that happened mm-hmm. but yeah just like the 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 good things have aged well and the bad thing, the things that haven't aged well, I think are things that you can kind of just kind of move past and go like, eh, it was at the time. The things that didn't
0: age well are more like disturbing though. Hmm? It's more, the things that didn't age well are kind of disturbing. Well, let's get into that. And we'll talk about that as well. I want to kind of break it down. Yeah. Um, I love the art style. It reminded me of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the Smallville, like. Metropolis, or is it Metropolis? What's it called? Smallville. Yeah. uh, Is that where he lives?
1: Well, it's Smallville, uh, Kansas. No, but where is like the actual? Yeah, Metropolis. Just, it's Metropolis. Yeah, that's like, a big city.
0: How Metropolis looks in Smallville, like the show, um, it looked very much like that.
1: Well, I would not say that. I'd say it looked like I thought it looked a lot like um Gotham from Batman eighty nine.
0: There's a there's a um a season where it's really dark and like that in Smallville. That's not Metropolis.
1: I think. I think a a better example I'll be on have you seen batman 89 no you should watch that ba- I'll make you watch batman All 89 right. soon but no um so batman 89 I kind of I wanted to bring this up anyways so for the longest time what people knew of batman was batman 66 and if you've ever seen anything from that it's camp as hell mm-hmm. and from as we are today so is batman 89 like it's very campy too but from what people knew then that was this is dark this is real and I think the idea of what Gotham was in Batman 89 kind of translated to this. I think it was the inspiration for the city of this. Okay. Because, yeah, if you go back to Batman 89, it's very campy, too. It's very ridiculous and whatever. But, you know, like, it just—it was the leap because it everything had a darker tone to mm-hmm. it. I know people that, like, w- that were alive. lot—we we weren't alive then. But, like, they— <laughs> they watched that movie and when they were like oh, Batman's real, like looking at this movie, but if we look at it now there's a whole dance scene that where the Joker does to a Prince song and it's just like, so it's like, it's it's campy, but I know I think the idea of what Batman 89 was mm-hmm. translated to the city of this. And okay. I think it was the inspiration because to me it, it had a lot of the same vibes okay. of just like debauchery and tall Gothic buildings and just ridiculousness. It, that. That's what it felt like to me.
2: I I
0: loved it. I mm-hmm. love the art style. I love how the city looked. I love that the rain was like just existed. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I loved that. I loved the cemetery, and I loved like how like it somehow got darker, even though there was no light used in this movie at all. Yeah. Um, I I loved everything about it. I loved the visual effects. Mm-hmm. gave me a little bit of a headache, but it was worth it. Yeah,
1: no, there um, are definitely some the some bad CGI scenes in this that some like bad green screens in this that just but it was of the time. This was made on twenty three million, which um I don't know if that was a lot then. Mm -hmm. But it I'm I'm guessing it wasn't a lot. So it was probably a little indie. It's I mean not independent. It was you know, but like it was pretty low budget, I think. And it shows. And also just the technology wasn't really there. But it
0: also just it's like a time stone. It's like a time capsule.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, like you can absolutely. you can look at it and
0: be like, "Oh my God, this definitely had to be made then."
1: I told you, man. Like this, this movie is '90s as hell. It was the like it's '90s so extreme. Everything had to be extreme. Everything had to be just like razor blades and fire and like heavy metal bands mm-hmm. and just and like gallows humor and stuff like that. And like, but this, I feel. It it keeps all the good parts of that because mm-hmm. there were definitely a lot of bad parts. Yeah, yeah. I uh of the nineties.
0: There's just, there's so much to like. I'm gonna get right into it. Yeah. So for starters, Eric Brandon Lee's character mm-hmm. was the absolute was one of the best written characters I think I've ever seen yeah. in that type of movie ever mm-hmm. in general. He not only got revenge, he did it in a
1: healthy way kind of i mean for a dude that's dead it's kind of like yeah yeah but like he you throw I, a he, lot of he was moral still a good person yeah well since he's dead you kind of do throw a lot of the normal moral codes out the window because it's just like here's he's gonna he's gonna like go back to the grave anyways like he this is all about him finding peace but they didn't because like the mom uh sal is it sally is that her
0: name shelly what, what's the girl's name that's not his wife or soon-to-be
1: wife Shelly is the fiance. Shelly's the fiance. Sarah, Sarah. Is the girl. Okay, sorry. The two S names. Sally still. might be the mom of the girl. Okay, I don't yeah,
0: know. that was a lot.
1: Um, but the girl. Welcome to my family, where it's we're all BR names. In oh, my that's family. rough,
0: buddy. <laughs> um, but the girl, the girl's mom, Sally. Let's say oh, Sally. Um, she, how he he made the morphine come out of her skin. Yeah, it's things like that. It's the things of being like, I'm not here to hurt anyone that isn't. Guilty of
2: hurting Who doesn't me. Doesn't deserve it.
0: And that's the thing. And they—they they like they kept him as this crusader of sorts, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he had like a heart of gold. Mm-hmm. And it was just—he's still him. Yeah, he's still completely him. He's just also indestructible and a badass and getting revenge and just it—it it just it the the detail was mm-hmm. just there and you could tell that the writing and the direction definitely collaborated very well in Absolutely. making sure he still was a good person even though he was doing these very gory gross things
1: yeah although I,
0: it wasn't as bloody as i thought it'd be
1: at all yeah that's fair it, um there's a lot of blood painted crows in this yeah well and <laughs> which the, is which is very of the time
0: the rape scene was disturbing yeah, yeah. like and that's that's what it's i'm talking about it's meant to be it's meant to be and it didn't age well in that sense Cause it kind of like I feel like it should have been dealt with a little more delicately. Like no. I know it's supposed to be disturbing, but I feel like it should be done a little more delicately.
1: I actually don't think it should have been because, like, it, it what that scene does is like set up how awful these people are, That's and the true. fact that they deserve what's coming to them. So it really, you hate to see it. It it's like the well, I I'm not gonna bring that up. But like you hate to see it, but it is the thing of like it's kind of reality. Like, yeah. you're not going to try to be politically correct about a rape scene. It's just, like, this shit is awful. So yeah. you bring it up, and then you get revenge to kind of feel better about it.
0: <laughs> I mean, just, it was... and there's
1: a, And there was a lot about this movie. I think that's one of the things that is great about this is there's a lot about this movie. Even though he gets his revenge, you still feel sad about the fact that two really good people were brutally murdered. Like, even at the end when he gets his revenge and everything, and... And is at peace. I'm still just like, I hate that these two are dead. These two characters are dead. Mm-hmm. I want them to live a happy life, but they won't. And I, that, so you still sit with that. But I think that's great storytelling.
0: Well, and that's actually something Alyssa hated about it. Yeah. Like, like, like she, she was just like, not enough was done to these people yeah. who did this damage. And I completely agree by all means. It was just a very interesting cause I was like, they got mutilated, man.
2: Yeah. absolutely. I mean, the guy who
0: got what 10 drug needles in his heart, and then the other guy had nine knives. And mm-hmm. I mean, and like the guy, I like, I like the guy that got endoraptored, bro.
1: <laughs> I like that he got stabbed in all of his major organs in alphabetical that order. That was so <laughs> funny.
0: That was the I was like, best. That's great. That was so freaking funny. Also, just so we're clear, I love this movie so much. When I get paid, I'm buying it. Yeah, I loved it so much, Brad. Good, I'm glad. Um, but and like, I just and like, it was brutal, but I agree. Not enough was done, but I don't think, I think the point was. I think, there wasn't
1: enough. There's to only. Do. I think in real it's more just about reality. Like, there's only so much you can do. Like, and it
0: will never be enough. It really for won't. someone who and is so hurt like that.
1: Even like this in the situation of like, there's this magic crow that brought somebody back to life. Like, that's crazy enough as it is. And even then, it's it's still not gonna be enough. It's just enough to have something. Mm-hmm. And I really do respect. I respect. Yeah, me too. I respect movies where they. It's not just a happy ending. Where it's like it's. There's still some things about it that you're kind of sad by and because it just it's just kind of sticking with it and not just it's the it's the writer going like this is how i want the story to go it doesn't matter what how the viewer thinks it this is how i want it to be and i really yeah i appreciated that
0: you know it oh god and it like <laughs> it just it made me it made me sad kind of yeah, but like like because because more should have been done and I, yeah. I completely agree and a thing with it was uh I mean the head guy he got freaking endoraptored.
1: Yeah. Like I I think there's such a small attention to detail to that but I actually really love is that um the gargoyle um like spews blood. Yeah. <laughs> I was like that's such a small detail but I actually really love it.
0: <laughs> it it was it was one of the only times they truly showed the blood that was being spilled. Yep. And I think that was the point. They wanted mm-hmm. you to know that even though we couldn't show it all here, mm-hmm. we wanted you to know that it did happen. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of the thing of like uh, when um, Quentin Tarantino made Kill Bill, a lot of it is in gray because he couldn't show the the amount of blood.
1: Yeah. I do want to bring up um, Quentin Tarantino for this, not Kill Bill movies, Mm -hmm. but this is a revenge film. And that's something that so often you'll see with movies is you'll see where the story is a revenge plot. And, Qu- or Quentin Tarantino has a couple of them. He has *Inglorious Bastards* and he has *Once Upon a Time in Hollywood*. *Inglorious Bastards* it works because, um, I think because it's a revenge film on Hitler, and like by the end of it they kill they kill Hitler in like a movie Some spoilers, but like it, they brutally murder him, and it's a revenge thing on the fact that he did a lot of awful shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but. And I think it works, and I do enjoy it, but with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, there was, they deal with the death of this actress, I'm forgetting the name, I'm very sorry, Um, but by going, there were, like, these hippie terrorist people who, like, brutally killed this actress, and in, by the end of the movie, they kill the hippie terrorist, and they, and the actress lives by the end of it, and it's a revenge flick, but also I kind of am going like, well, that's all good and everything, but none of that happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I kind of, by the end of it, was like, I, I don't know what the point of this was. Um, but this. Gave it to you. Because it. On a silver platter. It's a contained story. It's mm-hmm. fictional. You see it basically. It's a setup. You see what was brutal and you see what needs revenge for. And then it delivered. It really delivered. It on delivered the... for an hour and a half. Like you had <laughs> just... 15 minutes of setup, and then you had an hour and a half of just straight awesomeness. You get to really <laughs> enjoy that. Like the action in this is great. It's so
0: fun, and like <laughs> I love how just fluid he is. Mm-hmm. You know, like he just—he's like, yeah, you know, he just disappears all the time. Like, like ba- he Batman. He literally just Batman's <laughs> it, and I love that they like. You can tell, in, like the person I talked to at at the show brought it up. She was like, a lot of things from this movie inspired other things. Yeah, the flying away definitely was like a like it was either a call to Batman or or inspired a Batman thing in movies. I
1: think that was a Batman thing already, so uh-huh. I think it was a call to of like this is kind of a Batman thing. But no, it's it's super. I liked that bit of just. I also liked um, hop. <sighs> Yeah, what's his name? I don't I'm remember his like, name, but nah, he was my I'm favorite character. Up. No, he was great.
0: I love that I cop to, I so to, like,
1: much. I need to go to, like, because he goes to a bunch of Comic-Cons. I need to, like, go to a Comic-Con and, like, to ask him, like, what was something about The Crow that you like? Because I've, like, never heard anybody ask him questions. It's always Ghostbuster stuff. Yeah. And I kind of, I'm like. He's such a diverse actor. He really is. He's a great actor.
0: He's in uh, Grace, Grace, uh, Grace and Frankie on um, Netflix, which, if you haven't watched, it's I've hilarious. That. I
1: haven't seen him on it.
0: He he plays uh, someone that Frankie dates.
1: Um, Ernie and, Hudson. Yeah, he's so good. He's great. I loved him in this movie. He, he was my favorite part. He's fantastic. I loved him, too. Um. Yeah, Ernie Hudson was great. I like that he kind of takes on Sarah because mm-hmm. he's just kind of like, there's a good kid, and, you know, like the two people I actually cared about her just got brutally murdered, and mm-hmm. so he, like, does what he can and everything, and now I enjoy it, and... I liked his little kind of revenge, his own little revenge thing Mm -hmm. against his boss. Of just kind of like, fuck you.
0: (laughs) Well, because he got him out of his job.
1: Yeah, fuck that dude. Fuck that dude. Yeah. And I just, I love how Eric
0: remembers things. Yeah. Like he touches you and then it kind of like stores. Mm -hmm. I love that aspect. all the time. Uh huh. That was a good moment. I was actually about to bring that up too. That.
1: This is pretentious. I kind of like it that tattooed yeah yeah i love tattoos i like that's i like fair. tattoos for movies to kind of remember like the things i love and stuff no so. more power to you man yeah can't rain all i liked that moment though of like it was a great setup of a history between these two mm-hmm. characters of like can't rain all the time and but then you didn't she... know it yet
0: yeah i like well, that well,
1: a lot. Yeah, that's exactly my point of like he brings it up and then she immediately reacts of like eric like she knew so you then go oh that's something they've that like they had between them or something it was a song but which
0: was nice i love that aspect as
1: well and it was just such a nice like that was really done well a lot of movies don't do that well Mm -hmm. a lot of movies just don't even have sometimes it seems like this these people didn't exist but until that scene Mm -hmm. started and it just is kind of but no i loved it um
0: the relationships in this were all very nice across the board
1: yeah
0: um I like that not only he found peace, but also uh, Shelly. Shelly found peace. Yeah, that was a nice aspect.
1: I liked his proposal. It was so. It cute. was like a
2: little scavenger
1: hunt yeah. or something, and he didn't like do the down on one knee or ask anything. It was just like she found the ring, and mm-hmm. I, I liked that. I thought that was nice. Um, yeah, they br- they make such a romantic like couples like relationship that you see. It breaks your heart. It really does, and you know what I just thought of. Um, they don't do it. At the beginning, they Mm-mm. break it up and mm-hmm. do it throughout the whole. You're film, just which like, is, oh, it's a couple, and then slowly really you nice. fall in love
0: with the couple. And yeah. but, but as you fall in love, you're like, you. you but go, this is a revenge no. story. I'm watching this couple. I'm watching the aftermath of this couple being brutally one being one person being raped and both of them being brutally murdered. Mm-hmm. And it's just like ugh,
1: thirty hours in intensive care. shelly mm-hmm. was in.
0: Well, and he gave that guy all the pain, yeah. which also that, I
1: really love. That is Chekhov's gun. Yes. Yeah,
0: I didn't realize that that's what was going to happen until it and did, that's though. that's
1: a great Chekhov's gun, is you don't realize. Because
0: I didn't know he could do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. A great Chekhov's gun is you don't realize, but they always call back to it. A bad Chekhov's gun is you don't realize until maybe you're going to the refrigerator, and then you remember it, and then you go, weird, they didn't bring that up again. Mm-hmm. That's a bad Chekhov's gun. <laughs> that's fair. Um, Now, I, I, I can't think of a single thing in this movie I didn't like. Truly. Yeah, no. This is... Yeah, it's so crazy and brutal in this, and the there are several uh, crow sequels to this. Uh, are as, they good? That, as far as I know, I haven't seen any of them. No, as that's so know,
0: sad. So
1: one of the things, one of the, I think the big. I'd things, read this comic. Yeah, I was looking at it last night because I actually this is one of the few comics I haven't read. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I don't know. I don't know if I'd like the comics to be honest. Um, but as far as I know, one of the big things for this movie is the fact that it's very goth. Yeah. And it handles it well, but this was before goth kind of died. Yeah. And Cause I'm it was in the nineties
0: pretty... and the Lost Boys was like peak of goth. Mm-hmm. I think and as far as I it know, it kind of came right after, as
1: far as I know, Queen of the Dam killed goth. That sounds correct. <laughs> yeah. And But all these sequels to The Crow happened um, after Goth was dead, so it really just... It didn't
0: sit as well. It
1: didn't sit as well. Things didn't age as well as this one did, even though things in this didn't age well.
0: They didn't age well, but you can still look back on it and be like, that's such a good movie yeah. for its time, you know? I
1: think this franchise is something that I don't think they'll ever make another one again. Mm-hmm. They There's shouldn't. Been, there have been plans. There were, Jason Momoa was supposed to be the next Crow, mm. at which... Good casting, because he's the guy you get whenever something is like a joke and has been dead and you want to revive it. Aquaman being the example mm-hmm. um, but that didn't that fell through because I think with the crow, it's something of just like the success has only been from the first movie you've had multiple sequels that were not good, and you the money just isn't there, the fan interest isn't there, you're just not really gonna get it, so it's like. Sp- Like they might try to do it again, but I don't think it will ever actually go through.
0: They should wait until grunge like comes back around,
1: (laughs) because everything repeats. You know what? Honestly, like if this ever does get something again, even if it's like a TV series, another comic, or something, it's gonna be because goth or grunge or something like that is back.
0: (laughs) Have you ever watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Some, not all. You can tell that this inspired it a lot of the cinematography for it.
1: Yeah, that's definitely fair. I. Whenever you said that, I was like, yeah, that works. That, that, that's fair. Um,
0: that, and if you like this, you should watch The Lost Boys. The second fair. two arguably aren't great. <laughs> I enjoy them because I, I think it finishes the trilogy nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first one is a cult classic Halloween movie.
1: Yeah, I think this is a cult classic. 100%. I'm
0: going to watch this every Halloween. I, I love this movie.
1: I used to be, but I was so awful about it. I used to watch this on the anniversary mm. of Brandon Lee's death.
0: Which, that is crazy. Yeah, we haven't
1: even really touched on no, that. No,
0: we've been so busy on just the artistic value of this. Yeah,
1: there's- That was insane. I texted you about, it. there's a lot of, like, scary similarities between Brandon yeah. Lee and Eric Draven. Uh, So, yeah, at the end of the movie, it says, dedicated to Brandon, and I'm forgetting his fiance's name, mm-hmm. uh, but she's there too, and it's his fiance, and he dies under- uh, awful circumstances just kind of like waves a
0: gun or something.
1: It we've talked about this whenever, um, there was a death on the set of Rust, uh, mm-hmm. recently. That's the most recent example, really. Like, until the it one was on, Alec
0: Baldwin, right?
1: He shot the gun, yeah, but he was, he was not responsible no, for that. No, at no, all. no, no, no. Um, I feel awful for Alec Baldwin because, like, yeah. that's an awful thing to do, have to like
0: carry, yeah,
1: like, Whew. but, um. Honestly, like I haven't heard about. Th- I'm sure maybe some has happened, but I haven't heard about it between the crow and Rust. Like I haven't heard about this happening. It's a pretty extremely rare mm-hmm. thing. There's supposed to be a lot of, um, like check marks, people checking it, and just like this process to make sure that that never happens. And with Rust, I believe it was the case of. There was, like, it was um the person who usually does it, like the main of the company that does that sort of stuff it was his daughter and I don't want to get into it I'm not pointing names or anything like that but obviously someone died so obviously something bad happened that it didn't do what was needed to be done I
0: heard that he skimped some money and didn't pay a professional I think these, and that's what I happened I think a
1: lot of these are rumors they at are the there's point, no like and we're, for sure thing yeah and we're definitely not experts no. on that on that it's just sad but, yeah it is sad and I think But I think with this it sucks that these things can happen so often only recently is when some changes will happen. But mm-hmm. I think now some changes are happening where, cause honestly you don't need a real gun on set.
0: No, you don't. I, you're not supposed to have one. You never were. That's the thing. That's why like Brandon Lee's was so weird was because no one ever solved it because, um, like they didn't have any proof or anything. Mm-hmm. They were just like, I have no idea how that gun ended up being real because it wasn't at first. Yeah. Because I mean, they shot fifty billion guns. You know, <laughs> like yeah, they the really scene whenever did. he walks in on like the business meeting, like
1: it- and I thought that was the scene. I was like, that must have been the scene where he got shot because he li- he gets shot in the movie like fifty thousand times. Man, <laughs> he got shot a well, lot.
0: <laughs> I googled it. It is whenever they it was whenever they recorded the scene before mm-hmm. they throw him out the window. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I didn't record both at the yeah, same time, yeah. but
1: and- that's when it happened look back honestly this time obviously i've known about his death like every time i've watched this film but this time was the only one where i like really paid attention there are quite a few scenes where you don't see his face and i'm like oh that's when mm-hmm. they didn't that was after that they filmed it where like the first time sarah and eric meet and like she hugs them, you don't see his face and i'm like oh
0: what if they recorded that after yeah
1: that no they must have because no, they the, claimed
0: the last scene they recorded was when he got shot. Like fully, like that was the end of the
2: movie.
1: I I'm pretty sure. Well, that w- definitely would have been the last one that they filmed with him. It's true. But, um, I'm a rule of frame for whenever these things happen, like Paul walk. Well, Paul Walker isn't the example. Cause mm-hmm. they have CGI. his now. brother. Yeah. But the rule of frame is if you don't see his face, this, oh, this is also the rule of frame for stunt doubles. If you don't see the face, it's not them. So, there are there are quite a few scenes in this where you don't see his face. That scene, the scene where he is like he puts on the makeup and he goes through that whole sorry, and he goes through that whole like emotional kind of remembering of what mm-hmm. happened to him. You don't see his face through that. And there's like a does like a guitar solo mm-hmm. thing where you don't see his face. I I think those scenes were not him. I think that was somebody they got. They maybe that looked like him from behind and everything. And and, you know, it's entirely
0: possible, yeah, you yeah, right.
1: And, you know, like, nothing wrong with that. You want to finish a film, and obviously, like, it'd be awful if he died on this film and it didn't get released. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, this is, I, I'm, every time I watch this, I'm sad because I just, I want to see more from him because he had so much to offer and yeah. so much to do. He did. And he so, such really, a life to live.
0: <laughs> I, God, he, she's so good in the yeah. movie. Yeah, I really I just I'm breathless. like I'm like, like, I can't find words yeah. to describe and his just,
1: father died young, too. I know it's I hate
0: it. <laughs> I it's hate it so much. Crazy. It's just crazy that this like happened. Yeah, you know, it really is. That's that's really all I got to say. It's just it's just he's sad. <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: Yeah. Um, But no, this is this is a fantastic film.
0: Yeah, it is. It truly, truly is. Mm-hmm. Ten out of ten. ten one of my favorite ten.
1: movies. Absolutely.
0: I can't. I can't really like it this much. I did not. I was like, I really
1: don't watch this one. Like, yeah, it definitely does. It have, looks. Yeah, rough. The, the, the appearance of it is, and I think that that is because it's so of its time. A hundred percent. And the of the time that it's from is not a time that is fondly remembered
0: mm-hmm.
1: so yeah it's definitely a thing that you look at and go like i don't know but then yeah, once you well, get into it you're like oh, oh my god where has it been my whole time. life yeah you're right you're right <laughs> so yeah um Is there anything else i want to say about this movie i
0: don't really have anything else i think we covered my things the memory thing was really cool i really wanted to point that out i'm glad i did
1: uh no i have some more to say about it what do you got um what did, what did you think about like the the pawn shop that he blows up?
0: That was fantastic.
1: That was so. That good. was one of
0: my favorite parts of the whole movie. I, I forgot about that. He, oh my god! The the rings. I love rings, when yeah. he just puts the ring in there and he's like, you know what? Screw you! <laughs> and he just shoots them right at it. He's You're like.
1: He's, like, weirdly poetic the whole time, mm-hmm. which I think is the fact that this character is a musician. Yeah. and But just, like, I love the fact, one, he just takes a guitar on his way out. I thought that was so great.
0: They never <laughs> missed a chance. They really never to did. Give, to make him still feel like a Eric. Person. Not just the guy he being is, resurrected. He
1: is, a, he is himself. Like, he just is also invincible and angry. And wants revenge. Yeah. And
0: it just, they just, I love how they handled it. I mm-hmm. love how...
1: I love, human he is i love how mad he was at that pawn shop owner of just like because i don't think i would have but he just took it as like you funded this you're you enabled it yeah like everyone else i agree in this. so just like fuck you he's throwing rings at him to just kind of like scare him and like, stuff
0: this is one girl this is
1: what you're saying. yeah fuck. it's just like this is each one of these is a life you helped destroy it hurts. And, yeah it does like you really connect with his pain so much just I don't need him to like put the memories in me of like thirty hours in pain. I'm just like, ah, oh, this sucks. I feel it, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. I, I like the fight between the first guy, ten ten or mm-hmm. something, where it's just like, even then, like when he's invincible, but also he gets knocked down a lot in that. Mm-hmm. I liked it, and then he doesn't
0: he, like he hasn't gotten his footing yet fully. Yeah, and
1: then he like just dot he like dodges a knife, then he swipes one away, and then he catches it, and that's when you're like. Oh, he's got. Oh, he's he, on. he
0: knows what he's doing he's now. On. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I love. I think they really. I think it was a really great choice to add the mom element for the second mm-hmm. um revenge thing because that one for the revenge felt fine. Like he drew the uh, crow, and then there was the and it was the drugs in mm-hmm. the in the chest. But ultimately, that one was kind of lackluster. It was really the like he was. It was him going. I want someone to look after Sarah when the, I'm done with this, mm-hmm. which was, I liked that aspect of it. And then
0: the morphine scenes is my favorite scene in the
1: whole movie. It's really good. It um, was
0: beautiful. It was beautifully done. Because we were like, is he taking the drugs out of her? Yeah. We I were thought like that was great. shook. You're just like, oh my God.
1: It's that you don't know what he can do. And mm-hmm. he even says later, he's like, I don't know what I am or what I can do, mm. sort of a thing. He's just like I just know I can do some things, and I'm gonna do something until I'm done, and sort of until they're all dead, sort of a thing. And um, he was gonna
0: be done too, and then they stole Sarah or kidnapped Sarah, and he was yeah. like, "All right, now I gotta go kill these guys." Yeah.
1: Um. What were your thoughts on that final uh bo- boss? We didn't really talk about him.
0: He was fine.
1: He um, was a lot.
0: He was a lot. Uh.
1: He's he was like Edwardian. The
0: girl. I didn't like the girl. His
1: half-sister. <laughs> yeah, that
0: he was having sex with. That was I gross. Think,
1: well, yeah, but I think that, again, that it was to supposed to like This is a creep. Well, they're yeah. like
0: devil worshippers.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also just the thing of like, um, it, just, it also just added to the idea that like this whole, I don't know what town or city this is, but just the idea of like, it's it gives me the Gotham vibe. It because, does. Because like everyone is kind of like just the debauchery like awful just villainous thug of something and just like they're the worst of the worst and then there are like some few good people in the city and i just i i like that as this aspect of it felt like gotham and mm-hmm. everything um no it was a lot it was kind of just a thing of that like, was the
0: one like complaint i think i do have actually is just how much and like it's definitely because it was 90s
1: yeah yeah i think that was the craze i think a lot of people like wouldn't be willing to go that far uh, to go like what if they're half siblings or something like that but it was just like it they he took they took that step and it does work like it makes it where you're like you it makes you uncomfortable which is the point so i think i think it was the right move um what about that car i think that car chase is so awesome
0: oh my god Whenever um the uh fourth thug is chasing the guy or uh, just like a Winnebago or yeah, something. <laughs> like that was so fun. And like the police like it's like the policeman and him and like I I loved I, I love that. I liked whole when the police thing.
1: got involved where they're mm-hmm. just doing the coffees and then he just like pours coffee. I was like, like ah! Ah! that was great. <laughs> that was great. Too. I love
0: that this movie found levity somehow.
1: Yeah, it, it really did. But it's not Marvel levity. No. Because Marvel it's will not do melodrama. like a, a quip or something like mm-hmm. that. It's just it's just small little things and that of kind just, of it's
0: just like, hey, I know this is insane, but take a breath. You know, it, it gives I, you a second I don't to even
1: breathe. Think it's a breath. It's just kind of like, oh, oh, we're back in it. It's just like yeah. a, a fraction of a second, sort of a thing.
0: And I, I love the car chasing. That guy, the third one, got everything he deserved. He, re- he got, got burned to. Yeah, he fused with <laughs> the car. I
1: was like, damn,
0: <gasps> dang man. <laughs> I was sitting there. And I was like, listen. The rest of them maybe they didn't get everything they deserved, but that guy yeah.
1: he got a lot. He of what got a, a lot
0: of what he deserved. Yeah, yeah. No, I I loved that. The last boss I was just a lot. Um, yeah. he the sister think, thing, the crow. I like that the crow killed one of them. That was interesting
1: to me. Which one did it he? He crow... clawed
0: the girl's eyes out. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Because she then always she fell. took their eyes. Yeah. I like I like that Ernie Hudson's character saw her fall to his death. and was just kind of like <laughs> eh. <laughs> he was just like, all right.
0: Anyways, next
1: um yeah and then
0: i mean the final boss got endoraptored yeah
1: (laughs) i i think it was interesting because there were like four people he wanted to kill and then they did a good job of like because like the um i forget his name but the drug dude the guy that um got the needles in his chest Mm -hmm. like Tintin. no no no, the other guy yeah 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 yeah. um, the one that funhouse or something but um i think it was like because ultimately that revenge wasn't that interesting so they added the mother thing to make it interesting and then for the last guy it wasn't that interesting because that dude wasn't he wasn't he was just loud so he wasn't a very interesting mm-hmm. like character but so they added the the last villain to kind of be like he gets his revenge on he just like throws him out a window it's not that big of a deal or that dramatic but then like it that's not the focus point and then they really do like Tintin does weirdly stand out even though it's not that mm-hmm. big of a deal the big standout is the guy in the car because that is epic and crazy and weirdly poetic because he was like the fire arsonist guy mm-hmm. so it's like well we're gonna blow you up and put you in the car drive you off to the pier and it was just crazy well I, and-, and i like that that guy like recognized him then it's just like i know you but you can't be you mm-hmm. we killed you mm-hmm. and i like that bit of i, I don't know
0: well, in the scene of him falling out the window is another thing that, like, you can call back to. Because, like, Dumbledore, when he falls out in the sixth uh, Harry Potter, when he's falling, mm-hmm. same type of angle. um And then also the the guy getting impaled is Jurassic World. They impaled the Indoraptor. Like, there's just things that, like, you can tell was, like, I like that. And then maybe it stuck in their head. And then they did their own movie and they were like, hey, let's do this instead. You know, I think this had a bigger cultural impact than it's probably given credit for.
1: Yeah, probably. You know? I think, and honestly, though, I think people should, like, bring more or, like, have this film inspire them more than just, like, small things. I think, mm-hmm. like, like the tone and the fact that um the villains are just awful people. There's, like, no redeeming qualities to them. I mm-hmm. think we should bring that back and just kind of, I think we should just... Just have shit characters for shit characters. I think we should, and just kind of, like, I think we should just have, like, some... Awful debauchery characters and just because if you do that, we get to we really do get to enjoy like these brutal action scenes that we see in this that I frankly think we don't see enough of.
0: I definitely think in the thing and I I said this a lot this week, talking about euphoria and this, it's different. Yeah. It's just simply different. That's all we want. Mm -hmm. We just want something that's not the basic. This is a movie. Mm -hmm. You know? Like and like, I mean not, to, not like I love Marvel and I'm not trashing its cinematography, but it's all the same. And like if you look at most things, it's also just like that. You know?
1: I but I feel think, like Euphoria or this or um I think with Marvel, I think it is definitely the thing of they established a tone yeah. and a lot of people have now because it's the biggest thing in the world. And
0: I'm not and I'm not trashing it by any means. I just there is a certain like just staple. Yeah, that ninety percent of movies these days are, but like Wes Anderson, completely flips the script. Yeah, and I just I I want to see, see more we see things ways like that.
1: Of the cultural norm and it changes all the time because one day the Marvel Universe will die and something mm-hmm. else will replace it, and then that will be the cultural norm and it will be a tonal shift. But yeah, it's as a film goer for me, it's like I do really enjoy these like standout little different pieces where it's just kind of. We should do more self-contained stories where it's yeah. just weird stuff i think I, I love i love the weird stuff
0: yeah i can see why
1: yeah this is definitely a you movie Absolutely. as i watched it
0: i was like this is one of the most brad movies i've ever seen in my entire life but i got good taste you got great taste <laughs> man i don't think everything you recommend is gonna be such a
1: hit no that's fair but i
0: definitely think i'll still be able to be like this is definitely a brad movie and like when you watch Wes Anderson. When you watch the movie I'm going to recommend today cuz I'm going to recommend a Wes Anderson movie, mm-hmm. you'll be like this is definitely a Seth
1: movie. Like, yeah. I, can, I can see it, you know. What was it recently where I was like this is a very you thing? Free Guy. Yeah, that's it. I watched Free Guy and I was like this is this feels up Seth Sally. Mm-hmm. And, and not in a bad way. I I really enjoyed Free Guy. I have a type. I, yeah, it was um it, it was quaint, I feel is maybe the word.
0: I'm very slice of life. Yeah, I and like I do to enjoy see slice realism. life.
1: Do you read webtoons? No. You should read it. You should get, you should download it and you should read, um, my giant nerd boyfriend. Okay. That's, I'll that's check it very out. slice of life. And it's very great. And I, I love, I do love slice of life. I've been reading, I haven't been reading them long, but a few months and I've read them all now. I like caught up on it, but it's, it's slice of life and it's just chef's kiss.
0: <laughs> I, I just, I love like the campy, it's happy, you know,
1: Camp, I don't know. Yeah. It just,
0: it just kind of sits with me. Yeah. I like, I, cause I, like, I like escapism but i think i like slice of life just a little bit more cuz yeah. i like feeling those things and like seeing it
1: you know yeah i think i think for you and me it might just be just swapped like sli- would you say slice mm-hmm. of life is like the number 1 for you yeah for sure i think slice of life is maybe two for me and um escapism is one for yeah, me that's
0: fine escapism's on my list i just also I don't know. I love the real feelings, the grittiness. Mm-hmm. Like We Bought a Zoo. Um <laughs> We
1: Bought it. I forgot about We F- We Bought a Zoo. That is one of my
0: favorite movies, Brad. I
1: watched that movie. I did not watch it um recently. I watched it when it came out and never mm-hmm. again. Um I forgot about We Bought a Zoo.
0: It's just one of those hidden gems in my opinion. I
1: sure. know you might not
0: remember it, but sure. I love it.
1: I don't remember it being Praiseworthy.
0: It's not like the best movie in the Isn't world. That a true story. Yes, it's I just that's it. It's, it's just a fun, campy,
1: cute. True, true stories are like it's here and there. Like maybe I like the Big Stick is one that I enjoy, mm-hmm. but true stories are usually a miss for me. That's fair. So that's well, I mean, and like to
0: each their own. I yeah. mean, it's not like I don't think it's like the best movie in the world. Yeah, but it's just it's fun. As long as I can just watch it and be like, this is cute. I'm mm-hmm. happy. You know.
1: Yeah. No, I get it, man. It
0: makes me feel good.
1: Yeah, I. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna recommend, i don't know i'll have to figure out what i'll recommend you next i definitely have one that's similar to this that i want to recommend but i don't know if i'll do that uh, next time or not mm. maybe i'll wait mm-hmm. figure it
0: mm-hmm. out um well do you want to know what i'm gonna recommend
1: yeah go for it
0: um i'm on the fence between life aquatic with steve zisu or moonrise kingdom Rune Kingdom is basically like an all-in story, and then the Life Aquatic is like a documentary of a documentary. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Life Aquatic. There's okay. a certain art to it, and there's I really like the ending, and I could talk about the ending alone for like an hour. Okay. Um, so I think that's what I'm going to go with. I have it on Criterion. Perfect. Would you like to borrow my Criterion, or would yeah. you like to just watch it on Prime?
1: I'll borrow your Criterion. because okay, it's pretty. Yeah, I think that's like a much better way to watch it. A hundred
0: percent. I and I, cause I know you don't like DVDs, so I was like, uh, if he wants Criterion, I'll offer it.
1: I love DVDs. Well, you don't like
0: borrowing my DVDs because you forget to bring them back.
1: Oh, yeah, that's that's more of just a you thing of like respect. To and that's, that's another one. I'm just like, I just
0: ah. if it's Criterion, I'm always gonna be like, you want to watch it on Criterion because yeah. it looks no, exceptionally
1: I'll, better. I'll borrow it and I'll make sure to bring it.
0: All right, you're fine. I don't. If you don't just bring it to the next, I see you every week. I, I don't think I'm not going to give my movies well,
1: back. My, well, no, my problem is, like, it will be the thing of, like, if I forget the next time I come back, then it will be, like, I'll get it next time, and then, like, the same thing happens mm-hmm. again. So I don't want to fall into that cycle is my thing. So no, that's it, fair. So, yeah, but, no, I'll I'll borrow this. I'll, I'll make sure to bring it back next time because I don't want to fall into that cycle. That's fair. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Man, so I think that's my recommendation. Uh, if you've seen it, please send us your reviews because I'm yeah. kind of curious. Because this is one that a lot of people either hate or love. Really? And I'm really curious what you think. Yeah, yeah the main guy's a dick. Okay. Absolutely. Bill Murray plays one of the worst like, hated characters ever, in my opinion. I hate his character. But like, <laughs> it's, right. it's a good hate. I love to hate him for yeah. a specific
1: reason. Is it? scene. All right, never mind then. Um, no, I'm interested. I'm yeah. interested. And I'm definitely like, I'm right in the Wes Anderson. I keep wanting to say Wes Craven. I know. Uh, Wes Anderson. Uh, you can r- watch Scream. Scream is mm. great. No. <laughs> oh, that was an interesting thing. I had the Blu-ray for The Crow, and so trailers came up, and mm-hmm. one was for Scream 2, and I was just like, hmm, no. <laughs> it is the same type of ask, at least the first couple. Yeah, but um, no, nah, and with that, um, we will leave you guys to be continued.
0: Yeah, see you guys next week.
1: Bye.